Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers and we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Wednesday, July 26th. And guess what, everybody? Training camp has kicked off. We officially made it. We made it through the dead portion. And now training camp is here. That means family night's about a week away. And that means preseason games are about two weeks away. And that means the regular season's only like six or seven weeks away. So, super, super exciting. Today's going to be basically a news episode. We're going to go through some of what happened on Monday, some of what happened on Tuesday, and then we're going to talk about camp, the first open practice today, and that'll be the episode. So maybe a shorter episode, but just running through some things. First of all, some news to take care of. First of all, Packers owners meetings, some highlights from that. Uh, Jordy Nelson and Josh Sitton, they were you know announced to be the next inductees into the Packers Hall of Fame was just announced at the owners meeting. I think we've known that for like six months now. So not really news, but just announced by Mark Murphy at the owners meeting. In addition, more news. The Packers have acquired the company that makes cheese head products. So foam head, foam nation, the Packers have acquired them. And that likely means the cheese heads will now be cheaper because the Packers aren't going to have to mark up the cheese heads. The cheese heads were ridiculously expensive before, in case you didn't know. Uh, at Lambo in the pro shop, they're like 50 bucks. In London, they some were going for 70 pounds. The cheese heads are ludicrously expensive. Hopefully, the price on those will come down now that the Packers have acquired that company. On Aaron Rodgers, at the owners' meeting, per, Sol- per Tom Silverstein, Murphy thanked Aaron. That led to some booze. So, people not a big fan of Aaron leaving. Murphy then sort of said, hey, guys, you know, be appreciative of Aaron's contributions. That was met with some cheers. And then Murphy said that number 12 will be the next number retired by Green Bay. Sounds right, of course, right? This is arguably the best quarterback ever in Green Bay history. I know a lot of people are going to say Bart Starr. There's really no argument that Brett Favre is greater than Aaron Rodgers. There's an argument that Bart Starr is. That's fine. But Aaron's at least in that conversation, right? So number 12 being the next number retired. No doubt, 100%. Those are some of the highlights from the owners' meeting. It's just pretty funny whenever Mark Murphy gets up there and talks. You just, he's a, he's, he's a lightning rod in his own special way. Uh, I was listening to Packers Transplants with Corey Benke and Aaron Nagler. And Corey Benke sort of related it, related Mark Murphy to that, to that drunk uncle. Right? The guy that... You know, when Mark Murphy gets up there, Matt and Brian just kind of have their head in their hands. They're like, don't say anything dumb. And sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. He he knows what he's doing. um, But sometimes he just he just lets things fly. This year, for example, he said, you know, maybe we're going to get to see a bit more of Matt's offense, see them lean into the running game a bit more. Matt has been continuously pushing against that all offseason, saying, I don't know what it means for it to be my offense. It's always a collaboration. It's always multiple sides giving input. Mark Murphy basically said, yeah, you know what? Every single one of you that said, uh, you know, we're going to see more of Matt's offense. Yeah, you're right. We are going to see more of Matt's offense. So it's just fun when Mark Murphy gets up there and talks. That's basically the highlights from the owners meeting. Second bit of news. 
nice, a positive injury update. Eric Stokes reportedly on track to return during training camp per Bill Huber. Incredible news for Stokes, right? He had knee and foot injuries, suffered them in week nine in Detroit. But now with the Liz Frank on his foot requiring surgery, the installation of two screws and a plate in his foot, it sounds like he's on his way back. Hopefully he can regain his agility, his speed, and maybe, maybe just maybe have a good year for Green Bay this year. Uh, the injury devastating to Eric Stokes. So nice to see him reportedly ready to come back and ready to be healthy sooner than we expected. Some sadder injury news. Tarverius Moore and Tariq Carpenter were both placed on the non-football injury list. Both of these guys are special teams aces, right? They were probably going to make the roster because of their special teams contributions. Tariq Carpenter is likely still going to make it. He's probably going to be that fifth middle linebacker added to the group. He's a, he's a, you know, a rod of dynamite on special teams. And then Tarverius Moore, he might have to come back strong because yes, he, he has the, the pedigree on special teams, but there's a lot of guys competing in that safety room and his gains had a nice player too today. And so Tarverius Moore is going to need to come back and he's going to need to compete soon and earn that spot. And then a fourth piece of news on Tuesday morning, we had Matt and Brian talking, Matt LaFleur. What did he say? Well, on players playing in the preseason, he said it would sort of be played by ear. They'd be fluid with it. If people he felt needed experience, then he'd play them. Otherwise, he'd hold them back. He also mentioned how joint practices come pretty close to game experience. So, you know, you don't necessarily need to play guys in the preseason for them to get reps. Those joint practices are very valuable for reps. On Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes, Matt said that the hope is that Gary and or Stokes can come off PUP during training camp. Phenomenal news, right? Gary and Stokes both suffering week nine injuries. Sounds like they're both uh, well ahead of schedule. So that's awesome when the Packers social media team, who was, by the way, ranked 32nd. Um, I mean, it's not wrong. The Packers social media team does not put out the most entertaining cons- uh, content. It's more a fault of the organization from a top down just being extremely private. But anyway, the Packers started putting out some content. They had a little video of, I assume they put out a sign and players walked by and said what their favorite thing they did in the summer was. And Rashawn Gary walked by. Everyone's saying, you know, spend time with my family. AJ Dillon's like, yeah, I wrote a I wrote a children's book. Quadzilla finds his footing. Go check it out. And Rashawn Gary walked by and said, I think he said, work out and train or something. So Rashawn Gary's locked in. Rashawn Gary's ready to go and be an all pro this year. And I can't wait for it. On Jordan Love, Matt said there's a lot he would like to see out of Jordan. He was prompted. He said, you know, what do you want to see out of Jordan? He said a lot. Basically, he, he wants to see, quote, it's the process, seeing him become better each and every day, said he's very excited, and Jordan has, quote, complete command of our offense. Now it just comes down to him applying that command in game situations and making plays with it. On Matt's new offense, he said it's not going to be a new offense. There's new wrinkles every year. They try to adjust to their personnel every year. It's not just about Jordan. It's about the receiving court. It's about the tight end group. It's about everyone Matt talked about keeping defenses off balance. Basically, you know, Matt saying we're going to change the offense like we change it every year. Mark Murphy saying we're going to get to see more of Matt's offense. So we'll see. All I know is that one wrinkle, one new wrinkle you better throw in there, Matt, is using Aaron Jones more. That's all I'm saying. And then we get to Brian Gutekunst. He also talked right on not signing a veteran wide receiver. Basically, Goody said they're extremely excited about the current wide receiver group. And said, if a guy came along, the right player for the right price, they would add him. But the current wide receivers need to play. 
and they need to get reps. And basically what he's saying is that adding a a veteran wide receiver is just going to take away reps. It's not necessarily going to take reps away from Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs. Those guys are probably going to get on the field regardless. But it's more so going to take reps away from guys like Samari Toure and Dontavion Wicks. And that is basically why... I think I've shifted. At the beginning of the off season, I said, you know, you got to add a veteran wide receiver. I'm more on board with not adding a veteran wide receiver at this point because the Packers aren't going to be competing this year. They might make the playoffs. They might go on a little bit of a run, right, if everything goes well, but they're not a Super Bowl contender. I mean, there's basically no world where they beat the Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, right, any of those teams. And so I don't want to get to November. When the Packers are, I don't know, six and six and four, that seems optimistic. When the Packers are five and five, I don't want to get to November and have to be complaining about why Sammy Watkins is playing over Samari Toure, right? I just want to be in a place where the young guys are all getting reps and every single time a receiver steps on the field, it's a valuable learning experience for them. So it makes sense. Packers not signing a veteran wide receiver. On only having one kicker, Packers only have Anders Carlson right now. You'll notice that if you go back and listen to Sunday's episode about defensive training camp battles and special teams, we talked a little bit about kicker. But basically, Brian was asked if he anticipated the Packers adding another kicker, and Goody said, we'll see how it goes. Doesn't sound like he's particularly anxious to add another one, but with Mason Crosby still out there, I'm sure that if, you know, Anders started struggling, he wouldn't hesitate to grab another kicker. And then lastly, on Rashawn Gary, Goody, first of all, said they'd be very cautious with Rashawn. Makes sense. The Packers are always cautious when it comes to injuries. But he said, you know, Gary's done an incredible job of working his way back. It's going to be hard to keep Rashawn back. And yeah, they're going to start him on the PUP. But Goody said they're going to see how things progress over the next two to three weeks. So, you know, Gary and Stokes, two guys, keep an eye out for them returning. Now, with that all done with the news out of the way, let's dive into practice today. So. Packers did not practices slash injury updates. Tariq Carpenter did not practice with an illness. Tavares Moore did not practice with an illness. They're both on the non-football injury list. Caleb Jones also did not practice with an illness. He was added to an injury list as well, non-football injury list. So Caleb Jones, Tavares Moore, Tariq Carpenter all out right now with illnesses. Rashawn Gary obviously did not practice with a knee. Eric Stokes did not practice with a foot. And then Grant DuBose did not practice. We now learn it's a back injury for Grant DuBose. He obviously started off also on the non-football injury list. So those are the guys that didn't practice. It's a pretty small list. I mean, relative to last year, right, where you had guys like Elton and Bach. Sure, Gary and Stokes, those hurt a little bit, but that's a relatively small list. You have to be happy with that. There was one roster move. They signed wide receiver Cody Crest and released wide receiver Jeff Cotton. Jeff Cotton was, if you remember last, I believe it was Sunday we talked about it, he was placed on the PUP list to begin camp. Yeah, he's now been released. They signed Cody Crest to replace him, the wide receiver out of Sam Houston State. Had a 9.77 RAS score, 4.38 40-yard dash, big-time numbers there. We're going to see now if he can make the practice squad. In practice today, on starting offense, quarterback Jordan Love, Running back, Aaron Jones. Tight end, Josiah DeGuara and Luke Musgrave. Wide receivers, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Offensive line from left to right, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Rennie Jr., and Zach Tom. Interestingly enough, uh, Tom was later moved to repping at center with the third team and then back to right tackle with the first team. Uh, yeah, Tom got all of the reps on that at that right tackle spot, so it seems like 
you know, he's starting out on top maybe in the battle versus Nyman, or he just got the first day. We'll see tomorrow. It's definitely nice to see Tom getting reps at center, though, because God knows we need a center, right? And then Nyman, he stepped in for Bakhtiari a couple of times at at left tackle. So, yeah, Nyman didn't really get any right tackle work, which is interesting. The second-team offensive line, for those curious, Nyman, Ryan, Sean Ryan. So, left tackle, Josh Nyman. Left guard, Sean Ryan. Center, Jake Hansen. Right guard, Royce Newman. And then right tackle, Rashid Walker. On the starting defense, on the defensive line, started out with five defensive linemen. From uh, For the edge, you had Preston and Justin Hollins. And then in the middle, you have Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and TJ Slayton. Middle linebackers, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell. Nothing there. Cornerback, Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas. And then at safety, Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage. Sounds like Rudy Ford's getting those first starting safety reps as of right now. So that's something definitely to keep an eye on. Uh, one quick thing to you know mention, the Packers soon shifted to a four-man defensive line. They took Devontae Wyatt out. So it was Preston, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Justin Hollins. And they moved Keyshawn Nixon into corners. So he had three corners then, Jair, Rasul, and Keyshawn Nixon. That's sort of how it was set up. For practice, things to highlight, uh, Anders Carlson jumping right to special teams. In his first round of kicks, he went two for three. He was good from 40, good from 42, wide left from 44. In round two, he was good from 41, 43, and 45. So pretty promising there. Five of six for Anders Carlson. Hey, man, I'm not going to complain. That's not bad at all, especially on a windy day, and it was windy. Other things, Christian Watson, he dropped his first target on a short little out route. Uh-oh. Come on, Christian. Uh, his second route, it went incomplete over the middle. Sounds like Jair had extremely tight coverage on that play. And then later, it sounds like Watson absolutely toasted Rasul Douglas on a corner route. Love to see that. Look, man, Jair can lock up Christian Watson because Jair's the best corner in the game. You put Rasul Douglas on Christian Watson, that's the result you're going to get. I don't know. I, maybe I'll hold back on that. But nice to sound, sounds like Christian Watson burnt Rasul on that play. So that's nice to see. Anyway, Jordan Love missed him. It would have been a big, big time play, but Jordan Love missed the throw. So that one went incomplete. Other guys to highlight. Sounds like Dobbs and Musgrave looked good. Dobbs, a couple of nice snags, connecting with Love a bunch over the middle. Awesome to hear, right? Romeo Dobbs, he's been that guy all offseason. He was that guy getting catch after catch after catch in OTAs and minicamps. He was the Packers' leading receiver until he got injured last year. Romeo Dobbs is in line for a big-time year. Can't wait to see what he's going to do. And then Luke Musgrave, he sounds like he was generating good separation. Uh, he was even running routes against cornerbacks. Corey Ballantyne, right? Tight end versus a cornerback. Cornerback should be able to cover the tight end. Sounds like Luke Musgrave was getting separation, just running straight down the field. However, Love and Musgrave were just a little bit off with timing. Love's deep balls waned a little bit. Uh, one of them he underthrew to Musgrave. That one went incomplete. And then, speaking of, you know, tight ends, sounds like tight ends struggled with blocking. Preston Smith beat both Luke Musgrave and Tyler Davis during team rep. So, that's something they're going to need to get better at. We all knew that. Other guys that stood out, Jair Alexander. Sounds like he looked really, really good today. Shut down Watson on a route over the middle. As I mentioned, had a nice pass breakup on Dobbs on a deep ball down the sideline. That's what I expect from the best cornerback in the league. Andy Herman put out his, uh, you know, best players of the day. Sounds like Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, and Devondre Campbell were the best players in camp today. So that's that. And then just as a general summary, wrapping up practice today, it sounds like the defense won the day. The offense ended up having to do push-ups. Jordan Love... He was inconsistent. 
started off well. It sounds like all of his throws, his short throws were good, his intermediate throws were good, but the wind plagued him on deep balls. He missed multiple big play opportunities, right? You had the one on the corner route to Watson, had one down the field to Luke Musgrave, and then the one, the nice pass breakup from Jair, even that one, Dobbs, was not exactly where Dobbs would have preferred it. Other notes, uh, love to Dobbs connection, that remains red hot, right? They connected multiple times on plays over the middle. And then the last throw of uh, practice was reportedly Jordan Love's best. He hit Samari Toure over the middle with a sidearm throw for a big game. Wish I could have seen that. That would have been so much fun to watch. Yeah, not too much to say, right? Jordan Love looked good. We, we got a video, like the first or second video today from Jordan Love was Jordan Love standing and hitting the net. One, two, three. Beautiful throws into the net. So don't overreact to the net drills. But that was fun to see. Sounds like Jordan Love was good, looked accurate, aside from the deep balls, and the deep balls he mentioned in his post-game, you know, media availability, he mentioned that those deep balls are something you're just going to need reps with, and, you know, he's going to get those reps in training camp. Other than that, not much to say. Dobbs still looks good. Watson, hey, get the hands sorted out, but Watson's Watson, right? Uh, Musgrave looked good. Jair looked like a stud. That's what I expect. That's what I have for you. Enjoy practices these next uh, sort of two days. They aren't going to be wearing pads until next week. So take everything you see with a grain of salt, because trust me, there have been a large number of players that have come in and looked good without pads on. It gets a lot harder when you get pads on. Guys who look slower in shorts and t-shirts look uh, faster, relatively, in pads. So it's all, it's all, uh, it should all be taken with a grain of salt right now, but it's training camp. Football season is coming close. Can't wait. Next Friday, family night. It's all super exciting. That is what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back on Sunday, but until next time. Go Pack Go! Go!